The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When life hands you a unique shift, what happens next? The gift is the shift. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit with your host, Karen Levitt. In our program, you will hear from people who have discovered the gift, whether through personal experience or those that are helping others through this experience. You'll find the next hour to be a motivating and encouraging one. Now, here is Karen Levitt. Hi, welcome to The Sky's the Limit. This is Karen Levitt, and my featured guest this week is Charlie Thweet, and he brings his gift of warmth, humor, presence, and ease to any gathering. He's been a favorite with Unity Group since the early 1980s. When he took a leap of faith from his budding career as an architect into touring full-time with his spiritual concerts and workshops. And with that, I would like to warmly welcome Charlie to the Sky's the Limit. Hey, Karen. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. There is so much we can talk about. Boy, you certainly have had um, an adventure-filled life. So my first question for you is, you know, you had a great career as an architect, and you just sort of, well, you felt the urge to leap, right? And when it's well, mutual. yeah. Yeah, I was starting, you know, I, I kind of did one of these um, things where I was trying to pick something practical, you know, to do when I was a young man, you know, going into college. And and I'd loved music all my life, but um I didn't feel like that was something I could make a living at and ended up getting a five-year degree in architecture mm-hmm. and, and working at it for about three years, you know, in corporate architecture and high-rise buildings and my little working cubicle. And um, mm-hmm. eventually it just didn't feel like I was in my right place at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and something else started calling to me instead. You know, I want to kind of pick up on that if I can because I think that happens a lot. I mean, you know, talk about life in a cubicle and living in what we call, um, and I guess today in America, right? High tech is, you know, the rat race, right? No disrespect meant yeah. to anyone, but I think people who, you know, work in those sorts of very structured environments, um, you know, living in cubicles, uh, hard often have glimpses, you know, they, they get a vision or they feel an inward pull and often they're subdued. So I, I'm really intrigued that you, uh, you know, you felt your the pull so strong that you actually, you know, stepped forward with that. So what was that like? Well, it's, first of all, I just have to say I think the word cubicle is funny. I almost always chuckle when I hear like I hope there was in my cubicle. But uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> for for me, it was, um, you know, sitting there and it's like it was. I was really aware that it was safe. You know, I had my regular paycheck and my regular benefits and my insurance. And mm-hmm. But at the same time, I kept sitting there feeling like, what am I doing here? This, this doesn't feel like me. And I felt like I was dying of this kind of slow death in my cubicle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like, to, I like to call it my slow death with benefits. So if we had a laugh track, we'd have a chuckle there. Uh, 
So, uh, but yeah, and and what happened was, you know, I, like I said, I'd been doing music as a kid, just enjoying it with friends and stuff, and mm-hmm. and then I started to be on a spiritual path around this time in my life. We're talking late twenties, mm-hmm. and um, and I started my music took a turn where I was starting to write about this this inner journey of discovery, this spiritual awakening. And a friend of mine heard the music and, and said, "Hey." Uh, you know, I, I know some people in town that would love to hear this music you've been writing, and I hadn't really played in front of people, and uh, but I thought I was pretty good at it. And and mm-hmm. she said, "Yeah, have you ever been to a place called Unity?" Mm-hmm. But no, I never have. And so I, there was a Unity Church in my town. I was living in Houston. That's where I grew up. And um, okay, so I went in the walked in the door and immediately felt like like instant family, mm-hmm. and uh, and. Uh, and I just kind of got involved in some of their music programs, and eventually, you know, got to where I would sing a little solo on a Sunday morning and uh, mm-hmm. in front of people. I was super nervous, but yeah, I felt like I had to do this. It was, I was compelled, and so I just got up there. I got nervous, got scared anyway, and and did it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a part of a lot of people's journeys. You got to kind of face the fear and do it anyway, and. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've heard a lot of people talk about doing firewalks, and I felt like this was my version. You know, up right. the fire walk, like mm-hmm, to stand mm-hmm. up there and be be scared, and but uh, something inside me was just calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could also tell you that I I wasn't as good in front of people as I was at home on the couch, like I because uh-huh. I was scared. My fingers didn't work quite as well, and my voice not may not have been quite as strong. But I just I just had to keep going, and and I got to where I got used to it. Uh, you know that there's a lot of powerful information in what you say and in what you just shared, and I love that because you know fear does come up and anxiety and all of that, and you know your knees feel like you're they're knocking together. I'm sure, um, yeah. and yet you keep on going, and you you know you just like you said, you felt like you had to, you know, but it it wasn't um, I don't know like painful. I think you it almost sounds like when you sing began singing, you felt free. You know, you felt a sense of liberation. Like that was your, your soul singing, sending a message. And I love that. And I love that you talk yeah. about fear because I want to ask, you know, so when the fear came up, what, what did you do to keep, like you said, in check? You kept recognizing that it was there, but it didn't stop you. And I think a lot of times fear can stop us. So, you know. Yeah, well, you know, it was, and it, this is one of those things that I know that there are lists of what are, what's the biggest fear for most people. It seems like always at the top of the list is public speaking. Mm-hmm. And so here I am essentially doing, you know, public singing. And mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm up in front of, and this was a group of like 500 people, you know, sitting out there looking at me. And I was like, whoa, I mean, it's a lot of energy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so, but what I decided was two things. One is, hey, wait a second, they're on my side. You know, they're they're actually, they want me to do well. They're not like against me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of let, I let that in. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I became aware of is it is it's a lot of energy. You know, consciousness is energy. Awareness is energy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got this image like, like these are all. It's almost like it's a room full of car batteries, and and all the cables are connected from each battery up to me. So there's all this energy directed at me, and I can either get freaked out by it, or I can you know take that energy and use it for everybody's good. Hmm. And I and I've realized, wow, this is a lot of energy. So I can, it's like getting your sea legs, you know, out on a ship. Like a, I got to learn how to be in this energy and mm-hmm. make something out of it instead of being, you know, instead of running away from it. And so mm-hmm. that was another awareness that came to me. Hey, 
this is an opportunity to do something for everyone with all this energy that's focused on me. Right, I like that. So you flipped it around. So the fear, you sort of, you know, shut yeah. that off, if you will, and look at yeah. look at the other side of the coin. Right. Yeah, and so I know your show is called "The Sky's the Limit," and, and it is isn't it about people stretching into following their dreams and, and giving gifts that they were born to give? Is that what the show is about? It is. It's about yes. It's about um, you know recognizing that the I guess you know the inner pull. You know your the soul's inner pull to say hey. You know, maybe you don't even know that you have a specific gift in, let's say, music. And all of a sudden, you know, you find this urge to do this. And you maybe you love, like you said, guitars and you start picking it up and you find that you're good at it or whatever. You So, yeah, you find your yeah, talent. and Yeah, yeah I, know, I know a lot of people, they have these kind of ideas that they put on the back shelf, that, you know, some way that they're, you know, some dream they want to do or something which is, you know, even to be in service. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and a lot of times, you know, we like those thoughts will kind of drift through, and then they drift away. And we forget to do something about them. You know, some of I you know I do concerts, I give talks, I do workshops, and sometimes I invite people to just stop and you know say, what is that? What's that project? Maybe it's not a career change. Maybe it's just some other some added project that they've been meaning to do. Mm-hmm. And the the beauty of that, you know, that stretching into that sky's the limit idea, you know, that we we can do these things that we we think are maybe not mm-hmm. that possible, but they beyond you know serving others, it also gets our energy going and it gets our love flowing and it changes our lives to give our gifts, and our gifts well, it, we came to give. Exactly, which leads me into there's two points I want to ask because I, I have something here from you that says, quote, Shelley has a talent for turning a room full of strangers into connected family by sharing his original music, his angelic voice, and his insightful workshops. Quote, and I love that. So I love that what you bring, and once you realize you're all there connected, I, I love that, that you have a talent for turning a room full of strangers into connected family. That's really beautiful. And then well, I was going to, you. you're welcome. You're welcome. And I think, you're, well, I, you know, you're, excuse me? Well, I, well go ahead. What were you going to say? I know. I since say listening to your music, which I have, I've been present to see you. Um, it really does speak to your heart. And even if you don't share a particular belief, let's say, it does seem to almost crack your heart open. It, it's quite love. It's quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's very moving. Well, thank you. Thank you. What, what I keep being struck by is that, you know, what I do is so simple. There's nothing complicated about my music, and I, I love getting people, you know, a lot of simple songs that we can sing on very quickly. So I get mm-hmm. the whole room singing. And some of the songs, I get everybody connecting, maybe finding a partner. And and it, these are all things that people, would they, when they walked in the room, they, they had no idea. And if you told them, they'd be looking at someone's eyes and saying, they say, no way, but somehow it just happens mm-hmm. simply and smoothly and easily. And, it, and, and I think it's what our heart is calling for. Like mm-hmm. we want connection. We want, we want to be with each other and to see more deeply who we are and to be seen and to be right. heard, to, to be recognized. And, and so I just, I just provide a venue for that to happen. And, and somehow it just kind of works. It just kind of works. Well, it's beautiful. So, you know, at the end of the show, my, um, I guess, little saying is, 
or comment that came up is hashtag the gift is a shift. So it sounds like you certainly found your gift and you plugged into it and then you had this shift in your life. So, um, you know, going with that, when you went back to, if you will, corporate America and to your architectural world after singing, was there a complete disconnect? Did you just not feel, you know, like that resonated with you at all? Well, I mean, it was interesting, and that's where it began to create uh, attention. Uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. attention in my life because I was going from this amazing spiritual music experience back into my cubicle. So there's this transition period where mm-hmm. um, I was, and there, I have a minister friend, uh, Mary Morrissey, and she she calls mm-hmm. it the, this energy divine discontent. And that's that point where the universe is, you can start to feel the pull into your new life. It's like something's not right with the way it is right now. And it's, it's like this pull into your next step, your next chapter, where you, which really where you more appropriately belong. And I was starting to feel that divine discontent. And I know mm-hmm. we're coming up on a break, but I'll, uh, I'll, okay. I'll tell you more about that later, because there's a, a big uh, shift that happened that really pushed me over the edge into this career uh, full-time. Oh, that that would be great. I would love to do that. And yeah, you know, I there's so much. Like I said, you have such a rich, you know, story to tell. And so I know you started out playing at, at Unity in you in, you know, in Texas. So what would you mm-hmm. say to some of the listeners who you know maybe don't have a specific faith or religion or you know even a spiritual practice? Because your music does speak to everybody. Even I will say, even if you don't have you know have a specific um, denomination. You know, so what would you say to encourage people, you know, because I think you have a faith base that encouraged you. Well, uh, I found, you know, my my kind of inner, I I grew up in kind of mainstream church, uh, Presbyterian and Episcopal. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I went off to, and and, and the Episcopal youth group was really impactful to me. There's a real kind of spiritual opening happening at that time, and, and the uh, the counselors who were leading us, you know, the young adults who were our kind of uh, sponsors, well, they were doing their own amazing spiritual growth, and they brought that to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was already kind of getting kick-started on my spiritual journey as a, as a late teenager. But, you know, when I went to college, I kind of let church go by the wayside. And, and but I, I noticed in my mid, mid to late 20s, it started to be this questioning about life. You know, what's... What's real? What's true? What's valuable? Mm-hmm. You know, what is God? You know, uh, and that there had to be more to life than just this kind of you know you get a job, you earn money, you pay your bills, you go to work, you pay your bills. It just felt like I got this image of like you know the Monopoly board. You just keep going around in circles, paying rent and mm-hmm. collecting money and paying rent. It's like there's got to be more than this to life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started doing that inner searching, and you know I looked in lots of different places and. Did some meditation, read a little Buddhism, little this, little that, mm-hmm. and just kind of found my own way. Uh, so there's no no specific, uh, you know, group I kind of affiliated with at first, and just you know, inner journey, reading, meditation, trying mm-hmm. to you know gather a little here, a little there, and uh, and started to find this this deeper inner peace from that, and then my music you know started to reflect that as well. Um. I hate to interrupt my story, but don't, do we need to do a break? You said every 15 um, minutes we're doing a break? We're, we're, we're coming up on one. I mean, I'd be happy okay. to let you to, yeah. sure. So, I'm certainly I not going to interrupt you. I can go on forever here. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, but one one of the things I've noticed, there was a great um, phrase I saw on the outside of Unity Church in Dallas, and it said, um, "Are you are you spiritual but not religious?" So was Jesus, mm-hmm. and I I love that that distinction between religion and and our spiritual journey. So I don't think of myself as religious per se. Okay, because to me that can be kind of wrapped up in rules and dogma, and sometimes institutions mm-hmm. get kind of calcified and stuck. Mm-hmm. But our spiritual, we're all spiritual. I mean, we all have the spiritual essence that we are you know, in this life, walking around in these bodies on this, mm-hmm. on this planet Earth. And, uh, and I think the more that we, we get who we are as spiritual beings, the, mm-hmm. the awakening starts to happen, and we see things differently. And there's a, there's a certain peace from that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and like I said, your music, your music is beautiful. It just, it just definitely, it speaks. I don't want even like the word just because that doesn't even do it justice. But your music does. Yeah. It, it definitely reaches inside of you, no matter who you are, and well, you, you can't, you. You, you can't help but feel it. Really, it makes you feel alive, and yeah. Your your lyrics are beautiful. So we are coming up in a break. So I'm going to ask you and the listeners to please stay with us. And we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We go through all kinds of challenges in life. How we deal with them is a different story. If we carry them on our shoulders, we can experience health problems, relationship issues, and other negative aspects these challenges can pose. Jeanette Abney's Precious Predicaments is here to help you pick up and sort out the pieces through education and encouragement. You don't have to live in fear and pain. Let's find solutions together. Precious Predicaments is heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's time to do all of those things that you always said you'd do in your life. What's stopping you? Is it other people, your environment, fear? What could give you a push? Tune in to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. Our show is all about taking risks and turning them into positives and personal gain. We'll help your inner voice speak up and get you out of that comfort zone. Raising the Bar can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, welcome back to The Sky's the Limit. This is your host, Karen Levitt, with, and I'm joined by Charlie Thweet, my guest. And Charlie, I really 
love your music. We were talking, and your website is www.musicangel.com. And I just love that. That really uh, speaks to who you are, what you do. And before the break, you had mentioned something about referencing from Mary Morrissey, who I know. Um, and you had mentioned a divine disconnect. So I'd like to kind of pick up on that and uh, hear what you have to yeah. say about that. Well, yeah. Uh, the, actually, the phrase is divine discontent. Discontent, and, yes. And that's about how, you know, maybe we're going along in our lives and, and there's some dreams maybe we're not living up to that we've been meaning to do or wanting to do or feeling called to. And, uh, and if we're not really on, our, on track to be who we're meant to be, I think we're going to feel that discontent. And Mary Morrissey liked to call that divine discontent, like, like God is pushing us on the inside, Spirit is pushing us, uh, and, and we're noticing that we're not where maybe we're supposed to be. Maybe we're, mm-hmm. you know, life is really calling us. So we feel that discontent and that calling to something greater, something more in line with who we are. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what, um, what, what happened with me, I'm sitting in my cubicle, you know, I have this architecture degree, I'm working at it for a few years, and it's like, this is, I'm sitting there thinking, what am I doing here? Is this really it? You know, what am I doing here? And the, the thing I chuckle about is probably, probably the engineers and architects were walking by looking at, it, at me in my cubicle, and they were probably thinking, what is he doing here? <laughs> You know, because if it's if you're not in your right place, probably other people notice too. You know, if you're not, mm-hmm. if you're trying to fit a round peg in a square hole. Maybe it's obvious to others as well. So, but anyway, so and I did start getting involved doing some music at my Unity Church, like I was saying, and, and mm-hmm. Unity is a very metaphysical, spiritual path kind of a church. It's different than your average, your mainstream church. So, mm-hmm. and I started to do solos on Sundays, and then. Uh, two of the people there who also were musicians, they said, hey, we're going to go do a concert at another smaller church about an hour away. You want to come do like Sunday morning music, afternoon concert? And I said, sure. And this was mm-hmm. after I'd been going there a little over a year. And so we're in the car driving there, working up our little three-part harmonies, and, you know, coming up with some fun things to do together. And, and we do morning music, and then we do this two-hour concert in the afternoon. And... This was a life-changing afternoon for me, because as we went song after song after song, and, mm-hmm. and we got to ride the energy that was happening in the room and, and use music uh, to create awakening and opening for other people's mm-hmm. spiritual journeys, mm-hmm. uh, it was just, it's like my eyes were getting bigger and bigger, and, and my heart was getting bigger and bigger, and it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. I I have to do this. I I have to do this. I and it was that the turning point. And I don't know if you understand or you can relate to this, where oh, where you can't not do something. You know, I mm-hmm. couldn't not do this. And it's like, oh my God, this is pushing me over the edge. So that was a Sunday. I get back to work Monday morning, and I gave my two weeks notice. I said, I'm sorry, I have to leave. I have to leave this cubicle. I have to <laughs> I have to go do my life's mission. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know how this was going to work. I, I, I didn't have a plan. I had a little bit of savings, so I had a little bit of a pad. But I didn't know how all the pieces were going to fit together. I just knew I had to do this. And, mm-hmm. and I, I'll, you know, I've told the story before, and I, I sometimes feel like that. Like, here I am asking God to help me walk on water. Because there's no visible means of support here. How's this going to work? But I have to step out. 
and it's just going to have to work. I'm sorry. It's just going to have to work. And, mm-hmm. and so I did. I stepped out, and uh, two weeks later, I found a way to earn money doing music. I was helping someone with their recording, their studio recording, and and my two friends that, you know, we went to that church together, they, they had planned a tour in July, so that's five months down the road. So they said, you can come on the tour with us, and so I had that in my future. Mm-hmm. And I started, I went, ran into the studio and started recording my first album and to get that ready. And, and, uh, and what I noticed is with every step, somehow, I was covered. Mm-hmm. You know, something would show that's- up. Some you know some way that I was being supported, and and here I am, thirty four years later, having done music like, full time. And well, it's yeah, what was? Oh, sorry. What was that like for you? You know, re- when your first C- when you recorded the CD and it came out, what was that like? I mean, it's you know, I know what it's like to create something and um, you know to have a vision actually manifest. I mean, it's happy, but then it can be really um, overwhelming. I wondered what you felt like. It was it was entirely and one hundred percent exciting and amazing and joyous and just like just to be able to go in the studio and, and create an album. It's like it was so much fun and it's so much fun to have it and then to play it for people and and I, I was just totally, you know, thrilled. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was beyond ecstatic. And and I continue in fact I'm on the verge of finishing my my next CD, which I think is maybe number 15, and uh, and I've been in the studio. I love being in the studio and that creation process, and and uh, and then to be able to bring this out for other people. And I know, I know it's changing their lives when they listen to mm-hmm. it. I, I get I get all sorts of emails and people telling me in person, like they listen to my music every morning on the way to work. It changes the energy in the car. They show up to work feeling happier than when they left the house. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's just it's. I know it's true because when I when the music comes through, I feel the energy of it. I know where it's coming from. It, it holds this this energy, this vibration that it has to affect other people. It just has to be a plus for them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's coming from that place. It's going to that place in them, reminding mm-hmm. them of who they are. And that's it's absolutely beautiful. And I was going to ask. Um, you know, so what what is the process like for you for songwriting? I mean, because you know, fifteen CDs that's that's very impressive. Yeah, you're in the flow, which I'm sure you are. But what is the process like for you to actually write? To write the music? Yeah, what is it? What is that like for you? Oh, it's another miracle. Um, you know, it used to be the songs would just come to me when they when they came. I couldn't predict the song. Or, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I might be walking down the street and I start to hear music in my head and, and, um, it's so all quick, find a way to record it. And, and then there came this day when, um, it was somebody's birthday and I wanted to write a song for her on her birthday. And that's not how it works. You don't get to pick the day or, you know, when it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I got out my guitar, I got out a blank piece of paper, pen, uh, my little recorder, um, and um, and so I just started playing some chords. Well, maybe this would be good. And it was very clunky. It wasn't flowing. It really didn't sound like real music. And it's frustrating because mm-hmm. you know that's not where music comes from. Just trying to think it. And and then I heard this voice. And you know I wasn't used to hearing voices. And and uh, 
And this voice was, was very emphatic, almost like a scolding mother. But it, it, the voice said three things. It said, close your eyes, shut up, and listen. Close really? your eyes, shut up, and listen. So I thought, well, okay, okay, I'll try that. And I, I did. I closed my eyes. And in the silence, I started to hear this completely new melody I'd never heard before. Just a few notes, and I and I thought, well, that's pretty. So I sang that to my tape recorder, and then mm-hmm. I listened some more and heard some more, and I sang that, and then I found the chords that went with the um, with the little melody mm-hmm. on the guitar, and, and I started playing, and then a few words started to come, and 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 so I recorded that, and and then I sat down the guitar and just started writing lyrics that I heard that were going with that music, and within thirty minutes, I had a complete song. And this, really? was, this was this was unheard of. This never happened before. It's like wow. So I can mm-hmm. just get quiet and listen and and have music come through. And and since then, I've had song after song after song come by just closing my eyes and listening. Hmm. And it's like I'm tapping into this other realm. Uh, it's like I'm. And I, I feel like it's almost like I'm reaching up into heaven. I, 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 I there's this thread dangling down. Mm-hmm. And I didn't invent the thread, but my job is to reach up and pull on it. And the more I pull, more material comes in from some other place. It's not like I'm making it up. I'm just hearing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just keep pulling, and pretty soon it, and all this material is coming in. It's like broadcloth, and it's just my job to receive it and maybe organize it. And uh, And it's just been this life-changing, amazing wow. experience. And it, every time it happens, I feel like I'm standing there at the intersection of, like, at this place of, of creativity from mm-hmm. another world, from from the divine. Like, I'm at this nexus of creation. I get to stand in it and let new things come into the world. Oh, I love that. That's really, that's beautiful. That really is beautiful. You're totally, it is. Um, you're like, like, you've tapped into this, right? Like, and it's just, there's a free flow between you and the universe. There's a pipeline, and it just flows, and you actually hear it. You Absolutely. sit, and then, and yeah, we get to listen to you. And I know we're going to share a on the program later, so that will be great for the yeah. listeners. Yeah, yeah. I well, I actually got so wrapped up in what you were saying, I lost my train of thought. I apologize. I did. Well, I, you know what? We're re- we're coming up on a break anyway, so we can just say musicangel.com is my website and and uh we'll be back after this. Well, thank thank you for thank you for that. Absolutely. So, I'm going to ask you and the listeners to stay with us and we'll be back momentarily. Thank you. When you see someone Are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you feel alone trying to conquer life's challenges? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April Joy Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to discover the powerful you. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you get empowered holistically every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt. Welcome back to the sky's the limit with my guest this week, Charlie Tweet. And we have been talking, and it has been wonderful to be in flow and connection with Charlie and his transformation. He actually, you know, heard the voice of his soul. That's what it sounds like to me, Charlie, and um, it's been life-changing for you. So I know you've created quite a musical career for yourself, and you've been doing this now for 34 years, playing at, um, you know, metaphysical conferences throughout the U.S. and Canada, Europe, Australia, Fiji, and Japan, and once again, I'll highlight your website for the listeners. It's musicangel.com. And I know, too, that you know, you've, uh, are you a follower of A Course in Miracles. And you've uh, toured with Alan Cohen and for workshops and retreats. And um, your life seems to have just exploded. You've also been the musical opener for luminaries such as Wayne Dyer, Marion Williamson, Deepak Chopra, Ram Dass, and Louise Hay. So... I would say that you definitely <laughs> are have connected. I mean that that is very impressive. And uh, yeah, what was that like for you? I mean, you know, you you heard, you listened, you wrote, and now your life has just sort of exploded, and you just seem to go with it. What is that all like for you? Well, Karen, it's almost like what you're saying is that the gift is the shift. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I am, but I wanted to hear what you what you had to say. Yeah, in detail. Well, for, it, 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 it's been almost like 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 slowly, continually opening a Christmas present. You know, like every time something new happens, it's like, wow, I get to do this. Wow, I get to do that. And, mm-hmm. and it's you know, I got to travel to Russia and be there for two weeks with Alan Cohen. I've I've been up and down the Nile on a two week, uh, you know trip with another retreat group. I've been going to Japan and leading workshops and concerts. And, you know, what I discovered, and I had this fun kind of eye-opening experience in 1996 in Germany and Austria and Switzerland, where a friend had invited me to come over and do music for his workshops. I thought, but they Mm -hmm. all speak German. How is this going to work? And 
you know, some of the people in, in those countries speak some English and others don't, so they had a mm-hmm. translator. And so I, would, I learned to just give a simple introduction to the song and, and pick songs where people could join in easily on a little one phrase. And that mm-hmm. opened my eyes, too, that I don't have to just sing in America. Like, there's a big world out there. Maybe you have to use a translator. But, wow, well, this, is, this really opened more doors to a sense of possibility mm-hmm. and, and wonder. I thought, well, and I remember stopping and thinking, well, where else would I like to go? And, and Japan came into my mind. Wow, really? Japan, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be fun? And, and a month or so later, I was singing at a concert on Maui and and I remember about after after song after the fifth song or so, this whole contingent of Japanese people entered, sat down, and mm-hmm. and wow, and it's, uh, these are obviously a bunch of Japanese people. At the break, I had a chat with some of them and and with their organizer, and and before I knew it, I was being invited to come sing in Japan. <laughs> it's like, well, that didn't take very long. You know, I have a thought: where would I like to sing next? Mm-hmm. Japan. A month later, suddenly Japan shows up on my doorstep and. And within a few more months, it's organized. I'm going over to sing in Kyoto and Tokyo and Nagoya and, and Osaka and and just have this amazing opening over there using translators and realizing I, I can do this anywhere. And, and this, mm-hmm. you know, this inspiration belongs everywhere. It's not just for the Americans, but just how can we expand the sense of connection with everyone? Now, there's yeah. a song, I don't know if you were there for it, a song called You're an Angel that I do. Do you remember that one? I do rem- I do actually remember hearing that. Yes, yeah, you, that's you, beautiful. You're an angel, you're a being of light. You're an angel, and I know that I'm right. You're an angel, bringing love to everyone, and it's yours to give. And then the giving comes the fun. That's, that's the one where I have people, you know, hold hands, look in the eyes, and, and sing it, and then they give a hug and find another mm-hmm. partner and do it again. So mm-hmm. here I am in Japan, and I just, you know, naturally leading this like I do, and then I realize, oh, my God, people in Japan don't hug. Um, you know, it's all no. bowing. They don't even shake hands. It's like in their culture, touching is not a big part of it. And I realize, oh, what have I done? And... But I, I'm leading it, and and I'm watching these these Japanese people hugging each other, and they are loving it. It's almost like there's this hunger, this thirst that their mm-hmm. being wants to hug, but their culture doesn't allow it. And mm-hmm. suddenly, here I this American comes in and gives them permission to hug, and they are just eating it up. It's like wow, this is so beautiful. Like this to get past their culture to what their soul is yearning for. So you that never is. know what's going to happen. You never know in these situations. No, I love. I I just love it. You're you know you're stepping up and shining so brightly, and you're living large. I mean, you're living your your soul's purpose, and I, I just love that you were awake enough to listen to the continual message way back when you were working as an architect and living in the cube, if you will, you know, yeah. and that you you just kept going, and you know I we listen to you when you're talking about, you know touring and then now you want to you think about china japan and poof the universe delivers and you're off and you're you're there and you're singing and what um you know what a vast difference from when you sung in the unity church and was scared to death and was were nervous and now to feel yeah. you know the love really the true love the connection right because we all yeah. are energy 
to feel that and to have it come back to you and to just be so open to go. I, I love that. And yeah, that, that is wonderful. Really? Yeah. It's just... And it's, you, know, you talk about like fear and like it was a big stretch. And at the same time, it really was something that I had to do. It's like, I must do this. So fear takes, takes a back seat if, if you're compelled. And, mm-hmm. and like I do in my workshops, I want to ask our listeners today, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, what is your next stretch? Is there something life is calling you to do? And exactly. like I said earlier, maybe it's not um, maybe it's not a big career change. Maybe it's just a project or a, a way that you can step up and be in deeper service. But often these are things that have been hovering in the backs of our minds. Like I keep meaning mm-hmm. to do it, whether it's, you know, to go volunteer at, a, at a, a nursing home or to get involved with a homeless shelter or... Or maybe there's some other kind of creative project way that you can be creative. So, mm-hmm. so what is your next stretch? You know, how, maybe it is fearful. You know, I had a mm-hmm. friend at that Unity Church, and he had this great phrase. He, and uh, I actually, you may have heard me say it at, at church that morning. He he would say, he said, Charlie, you know, I always love to put myself out on the leading edge of my ignorance. Oh, I I'll love say that. It again. Beautiful. I'll say it again. I always like to put myself out on the leading edge of my ignorance. So that's out. That's out in new territory. That's out in a place you don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, it is going to be a little bit scary. But that's where the adventure is. It's not, there's no energy in just doing what you've always done or staying in this little safe zone at the center of your life. When we get out on the edge of what we don't know yet, we get to stretch and we get to kind of. It's a little bit exciting, and and uh, maybe move into new territory and have a mm-hmm. new experience and and get fed in a new way. I, I absolutely, I'm 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 a proponent of that. Well, I'm actually an example of that as as well. I wanted to bring up something though because you know we talk about stepping up, and oftentimes when we step up, and you stepped up and really began to express yourself through your music. So, you know, there there are people in our life, you know, friends, family. Um, when they see us begin to shift and move uh, to a different vibration, let's say, they are, uh, can be, well, they can be critical and they can be, you know, not kind. And I wondered if, what, how that was like for you, that process, you know, the the people who were like, oh, you you know, you can't really make a living, Charlie, what are you doing? You know, you had a degree in architecture and now you think you're going to go, you know, play music for a living. But can you speak to that to just... (laughs) Yeah, I I remember my aunt uh, came and saw me about I was about a year or two into this and and she saw me and she said exactly that kind of thing. She said, "Wow, your grandpa would be rolling over in his grave." He said, "You have a degree in architecture now. You're going around singing for love offerings." <laughs> but you know, I just took it in stride because I knew I was confident in that this was mm-hmm. right, and uh, mm-hmm. and maybe not everyone has that strength and that knowing, but. Uh, I think a couple of things are happening. One is maybe you're threatening their world. Mm-hmm. And if you can see it from different eyes and maybe have compassion for them, because maybe they decide to stay stuck in something they didn't love. Right. And, uh, and, and the other half is that, you know, I think there is love behind these, these comments because, because these people want you to be happy and safe and they want you to be fed mm-hmm. and taken care of. And maybe there's this fear. You know that you're not going to make enough of a living, and and so I think there's even though maybe it comes through maybe distorted, it, it is a distorted version of love uh, that they're caring about us. But mm. I think that for us, it's for us to know if we know we're in our right place, then 
and all of that's just water off a duck's back. It'll roll off of us and and just kind of take a breath and go, yeah, I appreciate your opinion, but this really is where I need to be. This is really my right place. Right, right. And sometimes people do fall off. You know, no offense, sometimes people do fall away that you've known, you know, because you're just not um, vibrating, I guess, you know, at the same frequency, if you will. Yeah, not to get all metaphysical, but it's true because we are energy, right? So, yeah, yeah. I love what I love what you do. So, yeah, you you mentioned workshops. So, what else do you do in addition to your to your music? What else do you offer? Well, um, and I, I see a break coming up. You want to cover that after the break? We can do that if you'd like. That's not a problem at all. Um, I am certainly happy to do that. So, okay, why don't we do that? I'll ask you and the listeners to stay with us, and we'll be back in a moment. Thank you. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for The Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt. Welcome back to The Sky's the Limit with my featured guest this week, Charlie Thweet. And I can't believe the time is flying by, but it always does, Charlie. And, um, you know, I know you're going to be gracious enough to share a song with us that you've written. So I can't wait to do that, to share that with the listeners towards the end of this. And I want to ask you, um, you know, what's next for you? Since you've done so Well, that's, that's a good question. Um I, well, one of the things that, that I've really been loving doing, and, and I'm actually, it's, it's, I've been doing for a few years, is these trips to Italy where we do a retreat in Assisi, so a spiritual retreat in this beautiful uh, Umbrian uh, hilltop town you know, from the, the Middle Ages, you know, where St. Francis is from. And then I tour people around Rome, Florence, and Venice afterwards, a small, small group like me plus 12 people. And... Uh, I've just been loving going to Italy, so that's kind of been a new thing in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've gone lots and lots of times. I'm learning Italian, just loving the culture over there. So that's fun to share. And if, if people want to hear about that, uh, you read more at musicangel.com about the Italy trips. Um, okay. The the other thing is just I 
what's been fun lately is just to keep recording. And this is different than I used to because I would finish an album and then go, oh, I need to take a break, I need to relax, I need to rest, and get away from it, and maybe stay away from a year or two. And I realized, no, uh, there's too much music. How am I going to get it all recorded in the time I have left? So I find, my, find myself in what I call a perpetual recording mode. And hmm. it's been, I'm kind of proud of it because like, I'll, I'll send the CD master off to the duplicator, and then two days later, I'm in the studio working on my next CD. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm fascinated with that. I love recording. I love you know what what happens in these in these projects, and I love continuing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you also ask what's next, uh, I also feel like I'm kind of shifting. So I've been I've been touring for 34 years, like 60 65 percent of the time. I'm on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at, hey, could I have a little bit more time at home? Just kind of start to, you know, drop drop down one gear and just how busy, busy, busy I am out there. The 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 problem with that is that I love what happens when I'm out touring. Just the energy with all these groups and mm-hmm. I get to meet with and have fun with. So. I don't want to, to be away from it too much, but I'm looking at you know, how can I just kind of you know take it down a notch. So that's, right. that's kind of different for me too. Yeah, no, it, right, because it's probably, you know, probably great to be in flow, like you said, being around all that energy. It's it's wonderful, but you need to practice, I guess, you know, your own self care, right? And it is, and honor, you, know, yes. you need to practice self care for yeah, and honor yourself and and be good to yourself. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, a good way to say it. It's a good way to say it. Self care. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm also I'm also recently uh, fallen in love with with a, a woman I used to date 22 years ago. So that's a whole. When you say what's new, that's also what's new in my life. It's just exciting to have this connection, and it's it's deep and beautiful and, and amazing to reconnect oh. with the soul that I used to be close to 22 years ago. It's like we're back, and my mind is being blown by how beautiful this is. So that is something worth noting. That's, That's wonderful. So you really have love truly all around, resonating in yeah. and around and through your life. And, Charlie, it looks like we're coming up um, on a close, and I want to be able to share some music with the listeners. Storms will come, and storms will go. It's not always fun. But then you'll know how to be free and let life prove you only are free when you let things move. Storms will come and storms will go. Just stand in the you can't control and then you
storms will come and storms will go it's not always fun but then you'll know how to be free and let life prove you only are free when you let things Thank you for being on the show today and the listeners, and I'll see everyone next week. So thank you once again. Thank you for joining us for The Sky's the Limit. Karen Levitt looks forward to having you tune in for another program next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, the gift is the shift. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.